We asked you to grade the players and you did a wonderful job. And so today we're going to look at how you graded the starting pitching staff for your Angels. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And you can help out the show in a few ways. Leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. And if you're not subscribed already, hit that subscription button to become a Locked On Everydayer. And whether you're on the audio side or the video side, come on over to the YouTube side and Leave a comment. We would love to hear from you. It's the best way to get in touch with us and be a part of the conversation. And today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our promo code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Happy Monday to you, and thanks for being here for this episode of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, aka the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. I think if you're on the audio side, you may not know this. Video side. John, is that a Kittle jersey that you're Kittle. wearing? Kittle. George Kittle from the 49ers. We're, we're, we're on the, you know, it's it's not a secret. We're, we're Niner fans and we're Angel fans. But when it's football season, we're really excited. Niners are really good. John, you can wear that. I give approval. <laughs> Three touchdowns, baby. Listen, Lord knows, and everybody who watches this show knows that we go through enough suffering through baseball season. So yep. we get to have something. And for us to, to put Let up. Let us with, have this. <laughs> to go through the years of, of Jeff Garcia, it's fine. Right. Uh, 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 Tim Rattay. Yep. And, and have and then have Jim Tom Sula coach after Harbaugh. And yep. it looked like it was a disaster. Like, we get to have something this year. Yes. We've had something for the last few years. I want to so, root for a winning team. Yes, so exactly. this is an opportunity yeah. for us to do that. So let us have this, please. <laughs> hey, we really appreciate you making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Hey, yeah. this week we are going through our 2023 Angels roster report card. And today we're starting with the starting pitchers, Mike. Listen, you guys are amazing. We had over 350 responses oh, to right. our survey. So. What we had you do is we had you grade each member of the Angels roster zero to four, and we've uh, summed up those totals and given them a letter grade for you. And we'll have those graphics on the show. We'll have them on social media. If you're on the audio side, you can check them out on Instagram and on Twitter. We'll have those for you each day. Uh, and one to three comments or one to three words to kind of sum up each player's season. So, Mike, we've got the starting pitchers uh, that had some positives yeah. this season and uh you know given the grades and given where these guys stand i think that these are probably the most positive out of all the grades we were given now of course we'll get into Shohei's later on in the show but let's start with your boy reed detmers he got a score of 2.37 that's good for a c plus mike some of the most frequent comments that we received were something along the lines of needs consistency mm -hmm. everybody thought that the coaching was the problem in matt wise especially the conversation we had about him suddenly becoming a pitch to contact guy and right. that's not him <laughs> mike i thought this was an interesting comment a step back and yeah. as i was making the graphics for this year i used last year to kind of make the new graphics and yeah it was everybody was saying like hey future ace he's going to take a step forward in 2023 so in 2023, it does seem like Reed Detmers 
took a step back. What are your thoughts on the grade? What are your thoughts on the comments here for your boy Reed Detvers? Yeah, I would give him a C. I don't know if I'd give him a C plus. I think I would give him a C mm. because of how he started this season. And I agree with the comments. The consistency for Reed Detmers this year just wasn't there. You didn't know who you were getting mm -hmm. when he was going out on the mound. The thing that's really frustrating, and I think it has, uh, it doesn't give an affirmation to the coaching and why the coaching was bad is that Reed picked it up again at the end of the year like he did last year, which mm -hmm. is why we were all really hopeful about Reed Detmers, right? And he did take a step back because there was a belief that he could be maybe not the ace because we had Shohei, but maybe the number two starter, maybe mm -hmm. the number three guy. Like because of who we saw him be last year and then having to go down to the minor leagues and then come back up and, and adjust and pivot and improve, we thought maybe this guy was figuring it out. And – Again, the end of the year, this season, it looked like he was starting to figure it out again. His last five starts were pretty great. He went five innings in each of those start at least five innings, struck out between six and seven. I do think that the biggest the biggest mark against him this year was that he had a moment where he listened to uh, Matt Wise and he pitched a contact, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's what threw well, him. Well, it could have been Wise. It could have been the front office. Sure. It could have been. I'm going to blame Matt Wise because I want him Tamen, gone. So let me just blame gone. him. Yeah, but that's yeah. But that's the thing. Like, he, like obviously you're going to listen to your coaching staff, but that was just a terrible decision. And then when they adjusted him back, remember he said he had a great conversation with Wise about uh, his slider and his curve and what he was going to do in between starts. And I believe it was against, was it against Texas where he came back out again and just looked he like, did a phenomenal pitcher. He went yeah. seven in innings or eight innings in that game. And so, yeah, I, I agree with these marks. I think that the locked on everydayers are, are spot on. Like they hit the nail on the head because he was somebody who needed consistency this year, somebody who needed to step up and he took a step back. Let's take a look at uh, the next starting pitcher here. Griffin Canning got a score of a 2.82. That's good for a B letter grade. Here's some of the comments here. Comeback season. Definitely agree with that. Solid starter and stepped up. So all of the thoughts and comments together, those were kind of the most common uh, mm. ideas in terms of the comments that our Locked On Everydayers gave us. What are your thoughts on Griffin Canning here? I, I love Griffin Canning, and, and I think I would give him a high B, maybe a low A, simply mm. because he really did step up this year based off of missing all the year last year and then and then not being super consistent before he did get hurt. I think that a healthy Griffin Canning is a number two starter for the Angels. And mm. he has that gritty, that guttiness, that that drive that you want to see in a pitcher. And and so I, I do agree with the fact that he's a solid starter. I think that he did step up this year, and it was a, a good comeback. I think I would give him a, a bit of a higher grade just simply because he was always out there and ate up innings. Like you would see him go five innings, even if he had a really bad inning. He was able to recover, and I yeah. think that that shows his maturity, John, which is something we didn't see from some other pitchers, and we'll get into that later. But he showed a lot of maturity this year as a human, as a baseball player, and I love that he doesn't get rattled, and that's the biggest thing that really yeah. spoke to me this season. And so I would give him maybe maybe a, a high B, perhaps even a, a low A, because I really liked what I saw from Griffin Canning this year. At the very least, I think I would give him a B plus just because of that comment. Yeah up and yeah. man talk about somebody stepping up when this rotation really needed it mike he wasn't even a factor 
in the starting rotation this season when yeah. the season began. It was going right. to be when we were talking about that six starter. His six name starter. was like maybe, yeah, right? maybe Jose Kenny. Suarez was the guy that we were talking about at the start of the year. And I and I get it because we didn't know where Griffin Canning was in terms yes. of coming back from the injury. We did get to see right. him a little bit in spring training, but again. Uh, I think that Canning really stepped up this season and proved something to everybody this year. I I, I don't know if I agree with like the well, I guess that maybe it's not the word like the grittiness you said. I I think he's gutsy because he does get through even if he has a bad inning. He sure. does get you at least five or six innings. When I think of Griffin Canning, I think of like finesse. I think of the mm. breaking stuff. I think of okay. the curveball, like all of that stuff. I think that's that's kind of how sure. I uh, picture him. As well, Mike. The next one here is Chase Silseth. He got a 2.9, which was good for a B plus. Remember, he mm. was part of the bullpen for a while. Went back down to AAA, came back up as a starter, and delivered. Man, he had some great starts against the likes of the Braves and taking on really tough teams. I love the comments that we received from my lockdown everydayers. Promise and potential. Yeah. Uh, 2024 rotation. So wanting him in the starting rotation next year. And then future ace. I was kind of surprised that came up quite a bit in our over 300 comments that we received on Chase Silseth. Things you agree with there, maybe disagree. What do you think? I'm going to put myself in the category of, I agree that he'll be the future ace. And I could see him really making things interesting next season, John, just mm -hmm. because I think he is, when you talk about gritty and gutty, he is the epitome That's who of I think that, of, right? Yeah. He is... Spencer Strider of the Atlanta Braves. He is Garrett Cole of the New York Yankees. Like he's mm. he's got that. And and if I had to describe that, I would say like he's the guy that says, "Give me the ball. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to figure it out." And I love the snarl that he has when he holds <laughs> yes. on his face when he's out there. Um, I I I don't want to hype him up too much because what we've learned from young angel pitchers is that they can regress. Now, if we get a good coach around him and we're able to really get some good analytics around him, I think he takes a major step forward in 2024 and I could see him being a double digit winner. Stay healthy. Yeah. Get out on the mound, have 25 to 30 starts. I think that we're going to be really thankful that Chase Silseth is on this team next season. Can you imagine if Mickey Calloway, hadn't been such a bonehead idiot yeah, right? and still had the job with the Angels, how would our young be? staff would exactly. be? Oh, it drives me insane thinking about that and, and the fact that we lost out on that potential. Because coaching. he was a good pitching coach. And that's right. the thing, right? Like, and, and that's the hard part about real life and real humans, right? Yeah. Like, because they can do real life, real human stuff, which sometimes is great and other times it's awful and terrible. And so having him not on the team was the right decision, but Man, if, if in a multiverse, a different multiverse, he was a good dude, this this pitching staff, I would be so interested to see where this pitching staff would be if Mickey Calloway was impacting them because he did such a great job with the Guardians when he was there. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we got plenty more of your grades coming up regarding the starting rotation. In fact, what grade did you guys give Shohei Otani? We're going to get to that coming right up. <music> Locked on Angels is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view of your seat from where you're going to be sitting right when you buy it so you know exactly what it's going to look like. You don't have to guess. All-in prices show you the total upfront. So when you make your purchase, you know, there's not any like, 
hidden fees, which I love. You can find a really great deal. And you buy the tickets in just a couple of seconds. It's two taps and, and you're ready to go. GameTime is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. GameTime has deals on tickets right up until the start of the event and even a few hours, an hour at least, after the event, after it starts. And, and you can find all of this on their app. So you find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And with zone deals, you can pick a section and GameTime picks the seats for an average savings of 18%. So they're there to help you out. And the game time guarantee means that you'll get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and the same row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take out all the guesswork, buy tickets from game time. It's the best decision you can make today. Download the game time app right now. Use our promo code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Again, there are some terms that do apply. Create an account, redeem their their gift to you twenty dollars off using our code locked on mlb download the game time app today last minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed thanks for making locked on angels your first listen of the day hey locked on everydayers we're going to be giving you our starting rotation report card on the angels roster today we've got the relievers tomorrow we've got the infield and the outfield. So all week long, we'll be giving you the Angels roster report card for 2023 that you, our Locked On Everydayers, gave us. Again, over 350 respondents. You guys did a phenomenal job, so thank you for that. More than double what we had last year. So this is a really exciting conversation. Mike, as we continue today's conversation, let's get into some of the disappointments in yeah. the starting rotation this year. And there's a few of them. We've got four to cover here. Um, and by the way, I I know that Jaime Berea was kind of a swing man. I know that Jose Suarez was kind of a swing man. But I was impressed with the limited number of starts we gave to a variety of pitchers this year. It yeah. seemed like, for the most part, the rotation was pretty healthy up until Tyler Anderson uh, messed up his knee and Shohei Otani got injured. But our regular cast of characters was there pretty much through the whole season. So I think right. that's a, a positive sign. But Mike, we got to talk about my boy, Patrick Sandoval. He got a score of 1.6. Again, this yep. is from 0 to 4. That is good for a D letter grade. I feel like I'm, I'm right in line with that D letter grade. Some of the most common comments on Patrick Sandoval from our Lockdown Everydayers were regressed, mm -hmm. uh, rattled, I thought was a good word that kind yeah. of summed up what everybody yeah. had to say about Sandy. And then something along the lines are similar to needs like mental health coaching or sports mental coaching, uh, maybe mental uh, toughness, things like yeah. that. So really yeah. the the sports mental side of his game, uh, he could benefit from some coaching there. And that's stuff that you and I have discussed on the show previously. It just need, seems like he needs to have somebody to coach him while he's on the mound and help him think through things. And I think you even said like over the offseason, he just kind of needs to vent to somebody and yeah. help them understand his mindset when he goes out out on the mound next season, right? Yeah, I you know, the guy he has a, a legitimate gripe because the Angels haven't given him the support that he needs. We on last year's show, I think we found maybe 
five to six starts where he left with the lead and yeah. then the angels lost the lead. Right. And, and the, so, uh, the unearned runs are a problem again yes. this season. They were, they were yes. an issue last season as well. And, and that's, and that's the biggest issue for him this year is 20 plus unearned runs behind him. And so I can understand why he's frustrated. I can understand why he's rattled, but as a, as a ball player, you have to, wipe the slate clean. Mark Gubiza talks about that pretty often. You have to have a short memory, especially as a baseball player, because you have the next pitch and you also have the next start or the next game. And so it's, it's unfortunate with this guy because I think that he really could have been a significant piece in the starting rotation. I think the good news is Johnny two pieces. One, it's all mental for him. It's not mm -hmm. necessarily mechanics. I think he's got really good stuff. If he could just calm himself down and mature on the mound, I think that we'll see a different starter out there. Mm. I don't think he's an ace. I don't think he's a number two. I do think he's maybe a, a three at best, maybe mm. a four. But I think the second piece that is a piece of good news is I would really be interested to see what a full year with Logan O'Hoppy would look like behind the plate and having Patrick Sandoval throw to him because Ohapi seems to be a really good backstop and a really good coach and a game manager would probably be a really great manager later on in his career, a la Mike Sosha. And so I'd be interested to see if that helps him. So if they can figure out those two things, I think that Sandy is, is due for a really, really good season. I agree with that. I think you're right. And I think uh, you make an interesting point in the sense that the mechanics are there. The ability is there. Now it's putting it all together and making it happen Mentally, physically, yep. all that yep. stuff is very, very important. Mike, next up, another eh, disappointment this season, Tyler Anderson. He got a score of a 1.3. That was also good for a letter grade of a D. Uh, <laughs> some of the comments made me laugh. <laughs> this one was great. 100 pitches, four innings pitched. So true. <laughs> With Tyler Anderson. So true. Too many walks was another yep. comment from our Lockdown Everydayers. And then a number of, of comments related to this sentiment the Dodgers fooled us. Yeah. The Dodgers got us. They said, yep. ah, got him. Right. Yeah. And so uh, that's, that's kind of the breakdown of Tyler Anderson here. And I agree. I think if you look at some of his best starts and again, we're going to have that pitching or pitch efficiency discussion here yeah. pretty soon. I think if you look at some of Tyler Anderson's best starts, it's the ones where he's not giving up walk after walk after yeah. walk. Yeah. And really it all relies on that changeup. If you're not fooling anybody with that changeup, which was excellent last year with the Dodgers and you're not getting guys to chase out of the zone, you're not fooling anybody, then you you are going to draw a lot of walks. But you'd also see like just a lot of pitches out of the zone regardless. So I think Tyler Anderson's walk rate, uh, which if I remember correctly, was the second worst of his career. Obviously wow. last year was like the best. Uh, this year with the Angels, his walk rate was double digits and the second worst of, of his career. Thoughts on these grades? Thoughts on Tyler Anderson in general? I think the everydayers nailed it because this is really my thoughts on Tyler Anderson. And truthfully, John, if you look at his career with the Rockies before he went to the Dodgers, this is who he is. Mm. This is who we signed. And, and he can be a frustrating pitcher because he can be a guy who will give up five runs in an inning and then he'll go seven innings and he'll end up winning the game like seven to six, right? And so I went to a game where he pitched against the Cubs and that happened. We were there with Cubs fans. Our friends, Dave and Misty, who are fantastic people, gave us those shirts. And they were high and mighty in that second inning when Tyler Anderson gave up those runs. But then we came back and the Angels came back. 
And Anderson ended up winning the game. It was so frustrating because he didn't earn it, but he did go. I think he went maybe five or six innings and yeah. allowed the Angels to stay in it. So I like that mentality. I'm going to keep my team in it. Problem is, is that he's the one that caused the mess, and then he has to go and clean it up. And at the end of the day, he gets rewarded for causing the mess. Yeah. And that's that was one of the most baffling things about Anderson this year was that he just he couldn't figure it out when he needed to figure it out, especially with the walks. It was always one guy on or two guys on, and then he would give up hits. And he's a guy who gives up hits. Yeah. And that was what really hurt him this season. Yeah, he's a guy who gives up contact, and when that contact yeah. finds a hole, then those guys on base from the walks are going to do damage sure. for sure. sure. Speaking of uh, messes, Michael, Lucas Giolito, <laughs> he a got a score of .55. That is a F letter grade, and and I don't disagree. I mean, yeah. I was very, you and I both, we were on the show when we got the news, and we were very excited because Perry went and addressed a need, which was starting pitching. And then he yeah. came over here. Some of the comments on the on Lucas Giolito from our Lockdown Everydayers, awful. We wasted prospects on him. And just in general, what happened? Yeah. What happened to Lucas Giolito? And Mike, I think you said it the other day. There's, it seems like there's some regression. It just doesn't seem like he's as effective as he was even two years ago. I remember he had a great start against the Angels, I think it was the first game we played in 2021 because they were coming back and it was limited capacity. And I remember that series because Jared Walsh was tearing it up in that series. But even then, Giolito was a threat. And now he just struggled with us. He struggled with the Guardians and just did not seem to to get it. Yeah, it was the home run ball. And that's the biggest thing that I think the Angels maybe didn't acknowledge because he was giving up a lot of home runs with the White Sox. And then when he came over to the Angels, the same thing happened. He was able to minimize the damage with the White Sox. And mm -hmm. I can remember a couple of starts with the Angels where he was able to minimize the damage. It was like three home runs in a game, but it was only three runs because they were solo home mm -hmm. runs. The problem with Giolito is the same problem that Anderson would have is that if runners got on, they could do a lot of damage because he gave up that home run ball more often than not. Absolutely. Uh, last disappointment is Jose Suarez. He got a .83 score, which is a letter grade of an F. It said injured and ineffective, disappointing. <laughs> My favorite comment, instead of El Demente, El Demote, get demote <laughs> that guy. Yep. Mike, he did spend a lot of the year on the injured list, but as a starter, he was completely ineffective. Yeah. yeah. And toward the end of the season, they used him out of the bullpen. They used him as kind of a an opener. Seemed to do a little bit better. I, I would have given him like a D minus because I feel like at the end of the season, he served the back end of the bullpen well, or I should say the back end of the season well, out of the bullpen. And just a guy who got you a few innings there, a few innings here. Mike, I think that's his future. I think he's yeah. always been a better bullpen piece. I know as a starter, he was somebody that we looked to last season who kind of ended well, better than he did to start. Yeah. But again, that's just the same song and dance for Angels starting pitching, isn't it? Yeah, they need to figure out what they're going to do with him because I think that the Angels just don't know what to do with him. Yeah. He's got really good stuff and he's young, and that's why they're not going to you know, send him off or DFA him and those types of things. However, they just haven't figured out what kind of role he could play for this team. Mm -hmm. And I think that the role he played in, I think, was it 2021, John, where mm -hmm. he was really good and he was coming out of the bullpen and then ended up shifting to starter because of some injuries. I think that that's the, that's the role. He might be a guy that can come in for one or two innings and throw one or two really great pitches, maybe even a third pitch. 
and be a guy who misses some bats. And so the Angels need to figure out what they're going to do with him because I think he's somebody that could really be great. They just haven't been able to unlock that. They haven't really been able to unlock that with anybody no. in the starting rotation. Yeah, and he's somebody who can't get through the order a second or third time, yeah. sometimes even a second time. So yeah. if he's in there for an inning or two, that seems to be where he's most effective uh, as far as Jose Suarez goes. Okay, Mike, we got one grade before we get to uh, the uh, the big kahuna here. <laughs> and that is uh, somebody that we actually really like, Mr. Kenny Rosenberg. Kenny, yeah. uh, he got a score of a 2.13, and that is good for a letter grade of C-. Some of the comments around Kenny were he needs time, potential swingman, something you and I have discussed, and mm. promising, which I agree with. I, I feel like I would have given him a C plus because – the way he started games when he got to start and not have an opener, I think he was really effective in those starts. I know his last uh, outing had an opener, and then he pitched really well. Yeah, um, I believe it was against the Twins because Joe Adele's home run was the only run that game uh, against the Twins. And so between Joe Adele and Kenny, they were the reason why the Angels won that game. So I feel like I would give Kenny a, a better grade than a C minus. What are your thoughts on the grade that our Locked On Everydayers gave? I actually really like the comment of needs time. And and the frustrating piece with the Angels is that they're because they try to win, there really isn't time, John. <laughs> that's that's the problem. And I think with Kenny, that's with really some well time put, to figure yeah. some things out. I think he could be a really great pitcher, but I don't think that he's going to have the time. I think the Angels are going to utilize him in in the best way they know how in 2024, and I think we're going to get an inconsistent pitcher who isn't able to have the time to figure it out. Although we always say, like, let the kids play, let them figure out in the major leagues. I think we just have to temper expectations with him and know that he's probably not going to be more than what he was this season. He's going to mm -hmm. have moments where he pitches really well, and he's going to have moments where he gives up six runs, right? And so, yeah. um, and if he's a part of the starting rotation, because at this point we're not sure who's going to be in that. If they do sign anybody, my confidence is in Perry. He'll 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 figure that out. But I do think that him and Davis Daniel might be somebody that the Angels should consider for that fifth spot in the rotation, depending on what they want to do with Suarez and some other pitchers. I, I like him, Johnny. I like Kenny. I, I, I didn't see somebody who was thrown on the mound. I saw somebody who was confident in who he is. And again, he just needs some time. He's promising. I love those comments from the lockdown everydayers. Yeah. I think that the angels made progress with Kenny this season because last year he was strictly out of the bullpen in yeah. the few times that they used him Yeah. in this year. He had more starts and he was the, you know, out of the bullpen technically, but he was the long man for the game. He had an yeah. opener and then Kenny would go four or five innings, six innings, whatever. I think that that's a step forward in identifying who Kenny Rosenberg can be for the angels. I don't think it's somebody that you can totally count on yet. And you hit the nail on the head, Mike, that you said you got to, the angels have to give these guys time, but they haven't had any time to give because yeah. they've been trying to win so desperately, especially right. in the last year of Shohei Otani's contract. Speaking of which, Shohei Otani, this one comes. is not going to be a surprise. A 3.97, a good grade there for an A+. Plus. Who's who? I get we had 350 <laughs> but who didn't give him a four? Come on, I'm just kidding. Uh, some of the comments, Mike, were MVP, the yeah. GOAT, obviously, 
And this one, there was Please a lot stay. of this sentiment. Please <laughs> stay, Shohei. Yeah. So, again, an A-plus for Shohei. This is, again, not just starting pitching, but also on the hitting side, which he continued to do even after he got hurt until the oblique issue uh, came up for him. But, Mike, what's your assessment of Shohei Otani's year? Even having taken the last you know month off because he yeah. wasn't able to swing it, He's a lock for the MVP this season still. Right. What's your assessment of Shohei? I, you know, man, it's it's a shame that he did hurt his arm because I think he was well on his way to having maybe one of his, if not his greatest pitching season. Hmm. He was really well. And I know he had he wasn't at the strikeout level he was the year before, but I think that he was on the on the way to winning some games. And I mean, the fact that he had 10 wins and and had to shut it down for the last month and a half is pretty, pretty remarkable for mm-hmm. this guy. But I mean, he is the unicorn, right? And Shohei is just everything that you want in a, in a starter. He's everything you want in an ace. The guy knows exactly what he wants to do out there. And then when something's not working, he pivots on the mound and figures out what will work. And when he gets to a place where, Hey, there's some runners on, he gets to 97, 98, 99, hundred, right? And so I love, I love that he is able to do that. And as the innings went on, he can still do that. Shohei knows how to manage his body, he knows how to adjust when he needs to adjust. And he has the mental fortitude, the capacity to be able to say, here's what I need to do in this very moment. It's why when he had the blisters and had the cramps and all of that stuff, you could see the disappointment in him because that's mm-hmm. not something that he was expecting to happen, obviously. But you could tell he was really frustrated with his body because he was ready to just continue to pitch. And I and I do believe he probably went out there more often than maybe he should have with some of the things that were happening to him. But he's Shohei, and he wants to play. And he wants to play. That's the thing I really will give honor to him is he really wants to be out there with the guys. Yeah. He really wants to play, and he doesn't see himself as this guy who's you know set apart from the team. He sees yeah. himself as a team player. And you saw that when he was on the mound. And, and so I, I would love to have him back. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to see him pitch in 2024, but I would love to have him back because I want to see what he does after 2024, because my confidence is in this guy figuring it out and being back on the mound. I I think it might take maybe a year and a half to two years for him to get back to who he was as a Mm -hmm. pitcher, but I'm confident that this guy's going to figure it out. And when we talk about that bulldog gritty gutty mentality, He's the, he's the dude, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mike, one of the things that I think I'll, I'll put on my objective hat, objective hat here and say, you know, it's not a perfect 4.0. Um, I remember, I remember how frustrated we were with the sweeper. We were frustrated yes. with like yep. how yep. unlucky he was getting with that sweeper and it was getting hitting around a lot, especially at the beginning of the year, right? He did, he did struggle at the beginning of the year. So I think, I think that's a fair assessment sure. in regards to Shohei's on the mound performance. But then you think about the fact that, they say this all the time, and and I don't want to like restate the obvious, but they say that he's so creative on the mound. And yeah. what I what I take to gather from that is he's going to show you the fastball and maybe the sweeper in the first four innings, and then suddenly when you think that you've got a lock on Shohei, he's going to throw that sinker, not the sinker, the uh, the splitter. He's going to yeah. throw that splitter and get you yeah. to swing right over it. And that's one thing that I don't think the Angels starting pitchers do well, Mike, is that. They're showing all of their weapons right out of the gate. When Shohei was very good at holding something back until yep. he really needed it. And, yep. and and so that's something that I hope is passed on to the other starting pitchers in 2024. And, and honestly, even if Shohei doesn't pitch, I think he's still a great presence to have 
around our young guys next season if he decides to come back. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Locked On Everydayers, get your questions in. We would love to hear from you for Fan Mail Friday. You can start today by commenting, or you can email us, or you can send a voicemail, you can tweet at us, all of that good stuff. So reach out to us, and on Friday, we're going to answer all of your questions for Fan Mail Friday. Hey, give us a follow at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. The best way you can get in the conversation with us is by commenting below on YouTube. And even if you're on the audio side, come on over to YouTube, get in the conversation. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? You decided to grade the bullpen, so we're going to get your grades and your comments on each of the players in the bullpen. I'm interested to see, and I haven't seen them yet, I'm inter- interested to see what the grade is for Estevez. I want to see mm. what people thought about him because he did have a good first half and struggled in the second half. So curious about that. So come and join us tomorrow on Lockdown Angels. We're going to have that grade and many, many more out of the bullpen, out of the arm barn. Remember they tried to say arm barn? That was pretty funny. That was dumb. Uh, that was dumb. <laughs> All right, friends, until tomorrow's show where we talk about the bullpen, my name is John and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike and that's my brother, John. Thanks for being here with us and we'll see you back here tomorrow.